0: Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Rockies Now podcast. We are a Colorado Rockies podcast. You can follow us on all of your favorite social media platforms at Rockies Now. Rockies Now on Instagram, Facebook, X, and Threads. I'm your host, Stephen, along with co-host Tom for the ride. Tom, how's it going?
1: Doing pretty good. How about yourself?
0: Doing pretty good. I mean, Thanksgiving is next week. We're looking forward to that. Looks like we might be getting some snow in, in Colorado, so that should be fun. I'm ready to... Bring in the uh, Christmas season and uh, general meetings um, or winter meetings, I should say, are coming up. So I'm looking forward to that, too.
1: Oh, yeah. I think there's going to be quite a bit of activity on the free agent market as well as the trade market.
0: Mm -hmm. And speaking of trade market and rumors, we're going to be talking about some rumors tonight. Uh, Why not start off with the hottest guy on the list, Shohei Otani? I think I saw something. I think was it today or yesterday on Twitter that the Cubs are really going after. Hello, Lux um, in the chat. For those who are listening, we have a YouTube page. Um, You can go in and chat with us and and just say hi and uh, listen to our podcast live. So, welcome in, Lux Ace. So, anyways, uh, I saw an article talking about how the Cubs are really pushing after Shohei Ohtani, and they see. And I saw something else too that the Dodgers and the Cubs are the top two favorites to get Shohei Otani. And um, of course we kind of talked about this last week and the, in the week before, I believe about, you know, the possibilities of of Otani. And of course, in our predictions, I had Otani going to the Cubs and and you had, uh, you know, Otani going to the Dodgers. I personally think that it's a possibility. I mean, the Dodgers are kind of being a little bit quiet over the last week. There hasn't been a whole lot of rumors about the Dodgers. They've, they've obviously been on Yamamoto and, and a couple other guys. But maybe there's a chance that Otani does go to the Cubs. But I just find it very interesting. But I do kind of like with the the new manager of Craig uh, Council in there as the manager, uh, I kind of like the Cubs' chances of getting Otani here.
1: I do believe so, because you know one thing's for sure you don't hire a manager of Craig Council's caliber, especially to the highest contract ever given to a major league baseball manager and not um go get him a team that's worthy of contending for a World Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that it wouldn't it doesn't surprise me that Jed is obviously engaged with his agent. They're trying to gauge the situation, gauge what he's looking for. If he's looking for you know the whole ramifications of what he's looking for. Is he looking for an opt out to reestablish himself in his, with his pitching value when he pitches again, etc.? But then when it comes to the Otani news, the most interesting one that I saw uh, it was either yesterday or two days ago, there was a rumor that the Giants are going in on him, and it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense that they're in the rumor mill because last year they failed to capitalize on Judge and Correa, of course, with Correa's medicals not coming back 100 percent. So the Giants, I know with new manager Bob Melvin, they're definitely looking to start upgrading. They're definitely going to look to upgrade their team in any way possible they can, and why not bring a big star like Shohei to the Bay Area? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah and uh another guy that's you know kind of been on the list is uh Aaron Nola uh mm-hmm. yeah. you know we talked about him last week we kind of predicted where he we thought we were he was going to go and uh a lot of people saying that the Braves are really interested in him and I think that mm-hmm. would be kind of cool to see him go to Atlanta you know cross you know mm-hmm. some you know uh the National League East to a different team and uh you know Phillies fans that might not be too happy about that but I think a lot of Braves fans would be pretty pleased to have a pitcher like him on their team and with the with the rotation that's already stacked with uh, guys like Spencer Strider and Max Freed and, and, and just unbelievable bunch of young talent and, and, and a young lineup that's uh, really, really good. Uh, it just like, that'd be kind of interesting to see, you know, um, it could happen. I mean, I, I do expect the Braves to be very heavy in the pitching department mm-hmm. just because you never know when injuries may arise and, you know, hopefully the, you know, the Braves can stay healthy next year and, and compete again. And I do expect them to do so. I think a lot of us do. And I think it would be kind of cool to see Aaron Nola in, in, uh, in Atlanta to to pitch for the Braves. And with, a, with a, a pitching staff, like I mentioned, that's pretty electric, arguably one of the best, if not the best in baseball. And adding Aaron Nola would be just, you know, icing on top of the cake over there.
1: I think uh, the Braves are going to be active on the pitching market. Their lineup is insane from top to bottom. I don't think they really have a weak point as far as they're concerned. If anything, they're also maybe want to upgrade their bench and their 40-man roster depth as well. But they're going to be active when it comes to pitching. I know because – and to me, I think it's for specific – I think it's all – they may push their chips all in because, let's face it, this past season they were disappointing in the playoffs. They were the best team in baseball in the regular season, and – it's a big letdown that they got upset again by their division rival, the Philadelphia Phillies. So I know for a fact, they feel like they there's a feeling among the, in that clubhouse, Hey, we failed to live up to expectations in the postseason. So you could say they're going to come back next year with a chip on their shoulder or come back, you know, going full force and try to quote unquote, finish the job. And one way you do that in the playoffs is have uh, plenty of pitching depth. Mm Mm-hmm or options, I should say pitching options, just in case, you know, something goes wrong.
0: Yeah. And then uh, another player that has really come up over the last week is Cody Bellinger. Um, (laughs) The Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees, obviously, like we mentioned last week, you know, his dad, Clay Bellinger played for the Yankees. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I had, I think we both had him. Yeah. We both had him go to the Red Sox yep, uh, just for fun, but I I could see definitely, like I mentioned, like we mentioned last week, there's a real possibility he goes to the Yankees, obviously family history, but the Yankees, they, uh, you know, they need some outfield help. They need a left-handed bat. And I think Cody Bellinger's is our guy, and I think they're going to push really hard for him. I know the Cubs really would like to see him come back, but it's unlikely that he's going to go back to, uh, to Chicago uh, and play with the Cubs. And I think with uh, the front office there in New York, and I think with just the way things are going right now, I think uh, I think the Yankees are going to get him, and I think they're probably going to give him a pretty good sizable contract. I don't think there's going to be a one-year or two-year deal. It's not going to happen. We already know that he's going to be paid well wherever he lands, and I think New York is a realistic possibility. And uh, I just – you know, it would be kind of cool to see him go back to the Cubs, but I think New York is definitely – I think for them, this is their guy, really, this offseason. Of course, they're also in the pitching market, but uh, I don't see the Yankees getting Otani, uh, in in my opinion. Um, All right. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I don't think they have necessarily the, I mean, they might have the money, but I just feel like they're going to go after like, uh, Yamamoto or, uh, maybe even Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, I, I've heard might be in the conversation as well, but it's just, I, I feel like their guy is Cody Bellinger. They actually were interested in him last year. Um, but you know, the Yankees kind of didn't do much, um, at, uh, last year during the offseason. Um, as a matter of fact, they were one of the only teams that barely did anything last year um, in, during the offseason. But uh, I think they're going to make some noise, and I think this is going to be their, their one of their big signings, if not the biggest signing for them this offseason, and that's potentially getting uh, Cody Bellinger here. What do you think?
1: Well, I know for basically me living living in Chicago, hearing all the reporting that's going on, Jesse Rogers of ESPN.com, who is very close to sources with the Cubs, he has heard plenty of talk that he's not going back to the Cubs. That's I think I'm not saying that's a that's a hundred uh, percent set in stone, but from what everyone's talking about, he's looking to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um uh it would be interesting if he goes to New York because who was I can't remember who brought this up when you look at the, who the Yankees have in the outfield. It's the only notable names that they have are two men, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. And Stanton is basically a DH at this point in his career. Um, so yeah, if they're gonna, if there's any spot in their team they want to upgrade, it is the starting rotation because let's face it, Garrett Cole was easily the best pitcher in that rotation. And they do need to upgrade their outfit op- with a short porch in right field. I'm sure Cody Bellinger would love to would enjoy that. As you know, he does have a legacy connection with his father playing for the Yankees um i know that scott boris is going to try and play the best offer for cody bellinger as far as it goes mm-hmm. so he is and with cody winning comeback player of the year that's going to play in their favor uh personally i'd like to see him go to boston i think it's a better fit um yeah. no matter but no matter which one he goes he will he will want to play the outfield. he's not looking to play a first base but either way neither team needs a first baseman at this point uh so that will be interesting i know the giants are also rumored as well to be feeling out what the mark, what his value what his uh contract demands are at this point so we'll see where he goes i personally still think he's going to boston so we'll have to see how that shakes out they both could use it, both but it will last thing i'll say that just popped into my head it would be interesting if he's played in the bigger or the i don't want to say the bigger but the more the more well the more notarized team in both la and, and new york if he goes to the yankees Mm-hmm. Or you could say Look, the number yeah. or the number one team or whatever you want to call it. No, not trying to be mean to Mets or Angel fans there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> looking on the uh, MLB.com uh, MLB Trade Rumors uh, page here, their article that they have uh, just, I believe today, uh, the Yankees and the Mets reportedly have talked to the Rays about Manuel Margot, who you know, he, I remember when he was with the Padres years ago and mm-hmm. he wasn't like really a star player until like once he went to Tampa yeah. and we all know how Tampa does their players. <laughs> they have a very good analytical system. They do that with their pitchers, with their hitters. And somehow some way they make them into do somewhat superstars. I'm not saying Margo's a superstar, but he's a very good player. And I think if, if the Rockies had room on their roster, I would like to get a guy like Manuel Margot. He would be kind of a fun rocky, but I, I don't think that's gonna happen unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's'm I'm, I'm crying right now, but anyways, um, okay. yeah, yeah uh, but uh, you know I, I, in the Mets well, okay, so uh, when we released our uh, you know our region uh, predictions last week. I, I had a comment and it was just, it was like, you know, the Mets could be doing this. Honestly, I don't see uh, the Mets being very active this offseason just because of Uncle Steve and, you know, what he said. And even Uncle Steve has said um, that they don't, you know, intend on spending a whole lot this offseason. They're actually going to cut back on spending this year. This offseason just because of what happened, and and they're still paying for Max Scherzer and Verlander, I believe, right now. So yes. And so they're not in a good situation right now. And they wouldn't necessarily be rebuilding. I do expect them to sign a couple people just to kind of keep because obviously you kind of have to, especially in that market with that fan base. Uh, you know, the Mets fans, they wouldn't be super pleased of uh you know uh you know, not doing much. And, and honestly, nobody wants really that to happen. Right. And so I do expect the Mets, Mets to be somewhat active, but I don't think they're going to be going after some of these big players. Uh Margot, I could see a ha- like, a, it could happen. I mean, the Mets are talking to him, but I feel like it's more going to be uh like maybe a West coast team. I could see the angels because you know, of course, we kind of briefly talked about this last week when we were kind of finishing up the episode. We didn't talk much about you know, uh, you know, the Angels. We talked a little bit about them, but you know, big again, big congratulations to uh, to Ron Washington over there. You know, I I, do, I I don't know if you watched the video, but man, like his speech made me want to run through a brick wall. It just you know how he wants to completely run the West. It was unbelievable. I really hope the Angels do that. It just the ownership, man, it, it's the ownership's got to do something and hopefully, you know, and I'm glad that they're being serious about this, but it's just, you know, I, I want to see the angels win. I, you know, as a Rockies fan, I want to see the angels win. And, um, it's just one of those things that I would like to see, but, uh, I could, I'd like to see the angels kind of go for out for him, but I don't know. it, it Manuel Margot is an interesting player, but I think most likely I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out west somewhere, maybe LA to the angels or, uh, I don't know. Maybe Texas could, uh, find a spot for him.
1: Honestly, when you, I knew Ron Washington to be quite a, to be quite a leader and coach. If you don't, if that speech that he gave doesn't get that clubhouse fired up, I don't know what will, mm-hmm. um, and for anybody, who any of our listeners, who there is a video from the 2019 spring training where Bill Ripken on MLB Network interviews Ron Washington and Ron Washington shows Bill, um, with the help of Ozzy Albies and another one of their infielders at the time, some help on how he does his short infield drills and how he can get his infielders to perfect the last hop, um, mm-hmm. which is actually mm-hmm. genius, he, which is actually pretty genius. You can go on to um, YouTube and watch it. It's on there on MLB's official page. Um, but it's I gotta tell you, from what guys, uh, previous players who have played for him, whether it's Freddie Freeman or even AJ Przinsky, who's on the Fair Territory podcast, um, who played for him in Texas, uh, he is one of the most serious but fun managers to play for that AJ has ever played for. Um, and there's, and I guess that's a good reason because they went to back to back, one back to back American League pennants. Uh, it's great that he's gotten what it, it just amazes me is taking this long for him to get another managerial opportunity. Um, again, I hope that clubhouse is fired up to play for him. Um, I'm not a thousand, I'm not hundred percent certain show he's going to go back because of Ron Washington, but go back to the angels. But either way, I would say the angels are in good hands. And, but the biggest problem for them is. When you have an owner who is as overly involved as Artie Moreno, that's not necessarily always a good thing because you hire pe- baseball people to run your team for you. And some owners just try to micromanage and that's never a recipe for success. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. It's, but again, Washington is a great hire. He's got quite the challenge ahead of him. So we'll, that's going to be very interesting to see how they go because I don't see Texas getting any worse. I see them getting better. Houston you know they're not you know, they're, it's gonna be interesting to see because they got some of their veterans coming up uh, close to free agency like Altuve and Bregman uh, and the Mariners I could see them being as you and I have talked about they could be very active and getting better so it's gonna be interesting to see how Ron Washington does with as a skipper for the angels um, yep it's gonna be we'll see it's mm-hmm. so, but it is a but it is a a fantastic hire.
0: yeah for sure. Uh, one more uh, rumor that uh, I'm looking at right here. Uh, we talked about how the Giants are being pretty active so far as the off season uh, begins and we start getting ready for the uh, winter meetings. Uh, The Giants are uh, pretty interested in Matt Chapman, third baseman uh, who previously played for Bob Melvin uh, with the A's and uh, we'll get to the A's in a second, but uh, I, you know, the Giants, like, like you talked about Tom, I mean, the Giants, they might be making big money this off season or spending big money. I should say uh, this off season and, um I think Matt Chapman it would be you know kind of cool because I mean Matt Chapman Californian uh you know played in El Toro High School in California um and by the way he was teammates with Nolan Arenado and so it would be kind of cool to see Bob Melvin uh and, and Matt Chapman reunite in, mm-hmm. uh, in in California there in the San Francisco Bay area and I I'm, I'm sure I'm pretty sure that a lot of Giants fans would be pretty excited to see uh, Matt Chapman who is a platinum gold glove winner and uh he's pretty good defensively
1: agreed matt chapman aside from nolan arenado i think is the second best defensive third baseman in baseball i mean i I mean that's that's arbitrary considering nolan is getting is starting to get more into the advanced ages but that's just a good point i never really thought of it that way because bob melvin did uh round out some of his old oakland days coaching staff such as matt williams he is now back as the bench coach and i believe he's going to be coaching third base as well. Uh, no i think he's going to be the infield coach and the third base coach as well the bench coach i believe is um uh i don't want to get this wrong here uh just a moment You're good. i keep forgetting
0: yeah they made a bunch of like
1: a lot it was a lot moves. it was a lot of, it was it was a lot of coaching moves um mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ryan uh, Ryan Christ- Ryan Christensen. That's who he yep. hired. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but the point is, yeah, Bob Melvin has definitely bring back his most of his Oakland A's coaching staff, and yeah, it would be a good idea to reunite him with Matt Chapman again. That would solidify that hot corner for a number of years. Um, they do need a little bit more defense upgrade defensively on that side of the <sighs> infield with former Gold Glove winner Brandon Crawford officially leaving and retiring. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's. They definitely, ha- he's definitely got his work cut out for him because of course he's staying in, in the same, in the division uh the NL West, but uh, the Padres, they're going to be slashing payroll. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, of course. Uh-huh. Um, and the Diamondbacks, you know, I think they can only get better from here. And us Rockies, we're trying to creep up and find our identity and find our place in the division. So mm-hmm. it, it's a challenging situation for any new manager stepping in. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, they, one thing is they need, a, they do need some, I guess you could say, some star power because I think they're lacking that a little bit.
0: Yeah, and talking about the Dodgers, man, Like every single morning you see a rumor about this guy going to the Dodgers. It's like, who isn't interested going to the Dodgers? It's just like, oh, man story gets old, but anyways, one story that is unfortunately, uh, not very old. It just came out today. Um, tough for baseball. And first off, I want to say, uh, I want to, I want to apologize to all Oakland athletics fans. Um, this morning, the owners of baseball, uh, decided that, uh, or voted, I should say, uh, for the Oakland athletics team to be moved to Las Vegas, uh, owner, John Fisher had some words to say, and, uh, we won't talk about it much tonight, but all I have to say is that, uh, <laughs> Oakland A's fans, they deserve better, uh, than this baseball fans. They deserve better. And, uh, John Fisher should be ashamed of it, of himself. And, uh, I don't know how he has a job in baseball, but, uh, for some reason he's still in the game. And, uh, you know, I, listen, I, I really hope that, uh, the age find success in, in Vegas. I really do, but I don't expect that to happen with the ownership and the way that he runs the team. And, uh, the way he, he talked to the fans today was, uh, basically a slap in the face, um, to the, the culture, to the fan base of Oakland. And, uh, not a good situation for a lot of people. It doesn't not only doesn't, you know, put good light on the Athletics, but it doesn't put good light on baseball as a whole. And, uh, not a good day. Not a good day at all.
1: I don't just feel bad for Oakland A's fans. I feel bad for Oakland sports fans in general. And I say yeah. that because not only do they could they potentially lose the A's, they already lost the Raiders yeah. to Vegas. Same town. Now, just to be clear to our listeners on the process, this is just the approval for the Oakland A's to explore relocation to Las Vegas or any other town. This doesn't for sure. Sh- because this isn't the tell-all be-all they do have that lot of land but they have to get but from my understanding how the process goes they still have to get the construction is the details yeah. the approval for the land the permits all that there's so much more for the a's to even even start putting the first to lay the first brick that needs mm-hmm. to be done but anyway we're not gonna spend too much time in that we'll talk about that another time when this starts to gain traction but john fisher i mean come on man it's just
0: you can't be saying that. He, should, you know, you you just don't just, say that. You know? this is
1: this is again. I thought that there were. This guy is easily in the bottom of not just baseball owners, but all of sports owners. He's down there with Mark Davis, in my opinion. So honestly, Oakland, good riddance. you got rid of two just terrible, yeah. terrible individuals in in Mark Davis and John Fisher, two of which didn't actually earn their fortunes; they inherited mm-hmm. most of it. So you guys lost just you could say two rich boys who inherited their their family and inher- inherited yeah. their family's money um the bottom line is i don't real quick about vegas i don't think the just like how vegas hasn't really fully accepted the raiders because the, people say well they accepted the knights well because the knights are an expansion franchise yeah. that's their baby you know fans are going to accept right. a team that is the started in their city So, and John Fisher, if people really believe this guy, when he said this morning, I am going to say he is going to spend payroll appropriately, which means he's going to increase payroll to support a winning team. That's blasphemous. You had plenty of opportunities to do it in Oakland. You Mm -hmm. let Matt Chapman walk. You got rid of Marcus Simeon. You got rid of Chris Bassett. And the list goes on of players that you traded away that you could have kept to keep your team competitive. People who believe that is, are just clearly clueless. This guy is not going to. Again, I wish, that, I wish the players who play for him the best of luck, but some dark days could be ahead for this franchise. Uh, and again, the people of Oakland, I feel so sorry for you guys that you now have lost your last sports team, professional mm-hmm. sports team. I feel so bad for you guys. So please, yeah. my my condolences to you guys as sports fans. I hope there's brighter days ahead. Maybe you might get an expansion team and you might get a better owner. So look at that. There, there could be a silver lining for you guys.
0: Yeah. When you mentioned the, uh, the, the night school nights, uh, great organization by the way. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, like people say, yeah, you know, listen, you know, people like, you know, John Fisher was like, yeah, Las Vegas, they were looking forward to this. They weren't looking forward to the A's coming here. They were looking forward to expansion team. There's a difference. Yeah. And, you know, Vegas, they want a, a basketball team, I think. And that's great. They they can get that expansion. And I was more than happy for a team to go to Las Vegas, just not the A's because that city is a a great sports city i mean Mm -hmm. come on but they don't deserve the age they don't deserve the ownership and like i mentioned you know again we we don't want to you know get deep in on this but it's just like i uh i i again i really hope the athletics find success there but i don't i don't see it coming not until he's out of there and i don't think it's happening anytime soon unfortunately the way the way things are going and and uh, it just it, it's it's it, it puts a black eye in major league baseball bad for the branding bad for the sport but uh you know you know somebody i was i think it was this uh, i was listening to fair territory uh, fair territory today and mm-hmm. uh aircrafts they were talking about it and you know there's a pot and they were talking to uh you know i think a san francisco writer um but they were talking about expansion and is it possible the expansion team does go to oakland with rod manfred Probably not. But hey, you never know. But I think if you're looking at expansion, you're probably looking at Nashville as one of them. That's probably the number one place now with uh, Las Vegas. Not officially getting a team, but we'll see because not only that, but I think there has to be that like teacher voting thing that has Mm -hmm. to go down. And I know, and here's an interesting thing too, is that teachers there in Las Vegas, or at least in the state, they don't want the team. They don't want the A's. They want an expansion team. And because they want to spend the money on education, which is exactly what they should do but it's just i it's a bad situation over there again condolences prayers go out to all those uh, ace fans and uh again i hope you find success in vegas but i, I just don't think it's going to happen with john fisher over there uh mm-hmm. running the show and it really it just like i said it, it puts a black eye on everybody and like and it just me as a rockies fan I you know and it just makes dick like listen i know dick momford's not a perfect owner but it just kind of helps me feel better, but it's just like, man, it's, if, if I was an Oakland A's fan, I'd be just, I'd be de- devastated. Like, you know, mention the Raiders and it's just like, they didn't give a full effort, the front office, the ownership didn't give any effort at all to improve on both sides, the Raiders and the athletics to improve where they played. Obviously the Raiders, they moved out, but again, you look over there in Las Vegas. Yeah, they have pretty good crowds, but half the stadium are opposing team fans. Same thing in or, Los Angeles, same thing in Los Angeles with the Chargers, you know, and 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 the Rams. Like I personally, of course, we're, we're going to kind of get, get into football here, but you know, uh I think the Chargers should have stayed in San Diego, but you know, ownership also same situations, but thankfully as Rockets fans, we don't really have to worry about that because Coors Field is arguably the best ballpark in baseball and it's kind of hard to believe it. i think it's like the third old, oldest ballpark in the national league something like that so i don't know it's just it's, it's a messy situation
1: no and uh yeah um what was he saying but yeah for the raiders yeah a lot of way fans and what and pretty much from my understanding all the raiders fans that attend their home games are fans coming from oakland so, uh, yeah from oakland. um and oh and lux thank you so much yeah matt olson that's a big name i forgot mm-hmm. that's a big yep. that's a big name they traded away so thank you for that i appreciate it. thanks for the reminder yeah
0: Um. Uh, Right, go ahead.
1: Uh, it, no, yeah, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. But again, I, to the fans of Oakland, I think you may have brought it as a head. You could still be an expansion candidate. I think along with Montreal, Charlotte, Nashville, maybe Portland, Oregon, but we'll just have to wait and see first. They got reminders from, from how it is in order for them to first even think about expansion. They got to get these relocations settled first.
0: Mm-hmm. and of course with tampa uh, they have their new stadium coming in which you know some people argue that the location might not be the greatest but hey at least they're gonna have a better stadium than they are right now however they're like i will say this as a you know uh nostalgic kind of feeling i kind of like the trough for some reason but i do agree it does need to be upgraded because i've seen some videos and it's not very pleasant uh plus those but,
1: bullpens need to be moved off, right, the, uh, yeah. off the foul lines
0: i think that's the only I think if, if uh, I, I might be mistaken, but I think that's the only team or the only place in baseball that has, still has the bullpens on the side. Because I remember uh and t Park now Oracle Park they used to have that uh, the bullpen on the side, and then they uh, got they kind of uh, built in the bullpen in San Francisco out in center field. So, um, but I don't know. It's just kind of nostalgic. But yes, uh, Tampa they need a new stadium, and I've seen some pictures. It looks pretty good, but it's just like. I I hear a lot of people saying, or a lot of race fans saying, and actually, I I think Lewis, who was on here a few weeks ago from like street banner, he's a, he's a race or he lives in the Tampa Bay area. And he was talking about, I remember he was tweeting out saying that it's very hard for him to go to the games in Tampa because it's just like, it's across the Bay. He has to drive like Mm -hmm. several miles just to get to the game. And uh, you know, yeah. And listen, I hopefully they find an issue to where the traffic won't be bad and people from that area can enjoy watching some games. And I think, you know hopefully that works, but we'll we'll see. But uh moving on to our next segment, uh the Rockies made some moves just the other day because of the, the uh rule five draft deadline. Players have to basically uh bring up or call up uh per se some players that are not on the roster to avoid them from being taken in the rule five draft which is I think Tom illustrated last week how like you, you have this draft. If, if you don't protect these players, they will go into this draft to where mm-hmm. any team in baseball can really pick them up and add them to their uh, major league roster. And by the way, if you pick up a player uh, in the rule five draft, you have to keep them on your roster for the entire mm-hmm. MLB season, or they will return back to the original club there. They were taken from. So the Rockies, they selected the contracts of infielder Adele Amador, who is currently the number one Rockies prospect, outfielder uh Yankee Fernandez, who is the number two prospect, and then right-handed pitchers Angel uh Chivilli, I think that's how you pronounce his name. And then I think, Juan. I think, I
1: think, yeah, I think that's that
0: Shavilli, yeah. And then Juan uh Mekia, who I, I believe he pitched in the Arizona Fall League and did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh Amador, 20 years old, was signed by the Rockies as a non drafted international free agent. On July 2nd, 2019, in 69 total games in 2023 <laughs> between the Arizona Complex League, High A Spokane, and A Hartford, he slashed 287, 380, 495, with 12 home runs, 46 RBIs, 15 stolen bases over his three professional seasons from 2021 to 2023. The San Diego uh, Dominican Republic native has slashed 292, 401, 461, with 31 home runs, 127 RBIs, excuse me, 153 walks and 133 strikeouts. So he has more walks than strikeouts in his career. That's pretty impressive. 51 stolen bases and 231 total games. And he currently ranks as the Rockies top prospect and a 21st overall prospect, according to MLB.com. So having Adil Amador uh, on the 40-man roster doesn't guarantee he will be uh, seen in 2024 on the Rockies, see the potential second baseman for the rockies up here
1: yeah i uh once of once i found that he was rule five draft rule five draft eligible it was a no-brainer they were gonna yeah. you can't lose somebody like that especially it, the worst part would be if you lose them to a division rival like the dodgers but i digress anyway um no of course the the organization is high on this young man. There's no question he has the skills. He is progressing fairly nicely, and they want to protect him. And of course, Fernandez the same way. Um, you know, you and I believe talked about this a couple episodes ago as far as where we see the progression of these of some of these guys, and we could see Amador possibly being ready by 2025. And mm-hmm. Fernandez, I think, I think is a little further behind it, but we could see him 2025, 2026. But those two guys, they they have them protected for a reason. They're going to stay on the forty man roster for the next several, for however I guess hopefully not long, but however much more time it takes for them to get to the major leagues. And like I said, how Rogers does this, Brendan Rogers does this year will determine could potentially determine the the appropriate path for Amador moving forward. So we'll just have, So we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, for the other guys. And by the way, I just want to give a huge shout out to our friends at Blake Street Banner. They kind of they do a much better job than us at like doing the minor league stuff because they really focus on the minor league stuff. So big shout out to them. Go check them out on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter. Great follow there. Uh, great guys over there as well. Uh, they've shouted us, uh, us out a few times. So thank you for that. Uh, so check, go check them out and kind of like look at some of their stuff that they have on some of these guys that the Rockies uh, brought to the 40 uh, man roster. Uh, Yeah, like, you know, we talked about some of these guys and, you know, it's exciting to see that these guys are finally on the roster because I remember, you know, it wasn't too long ago that Fernandez and Amador uh, were like basically draftees or, you know, like low A ball, rookie ball. And uh, now they're already just like a step or two away from uh, making their big league debut. So that's pretty exciting to see. Uh, I believe, uh, I forget, there was a, I think, uh, what was it, Aaron uh, Gordon? I, I think it was Tanner Gordon who the Rockies got last year. I think he was unprotected, so it'll be interesting to see if anybody picks him up. Because I know he came over, I believe from the Braves. Yeah, he came over from mm-hmm. from the Braves, and uh, I know he was one of the players I noticed that he was unprotected. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Again, like not every team, every not every team is very extremely active in the World Five Drafts. Not like oh, you're required to take somebody. Some teams can pass, but I think it's a it's like I said, it's a prime opportunity for teams can pick can pick up you know players and add them to your roster but uh the rockies really like the guys that they left i I looked at the list of names and really the the guys that the rockies did not protect were not really mlb ready guys or guys that were you know in you know triple a ready to get called up except maybe tanner gordon but um i'm interested to see what happens again the rule 5 draft i believe is next month right around the 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 winter meeting so i'm interested Mm -hmm. to see what transpires there and then uh one thing that is kind of coming up uh, in in a few weeks and it's hard to believe actually, you know, just think about now. I mean, we're only, you know, a week away from Thanksgiving, which means that winter meetings is like just a few weeks away is the uh, lottery draft. And uh, I'm excited for that because we'll be able to kind of, we'll be able to finally see what, what page the Rockies will have in June. And, uh, the Rockies have a pretty good chance. Actually, they're tied with the Athletics and the Royals for the number one overall pick. And so if the Rockies can get that number one over, overall pick, that would be pretty sweet. Uh Looking at uh, like just some of the draft guys, I mean, it, it, it changes from, from time to time, and we kind of really don't know. But from what I've heard, it sounds like this year's, or next year, I should say, excuse me, next year's uh, draft class should be pretty impressive. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of high school players, but I think – like we've seen the past couple of years and I think, you know, we've mentioned this many times before, but like the Rockies, they want to go after more of college players, um, you know, and, and however, when it comes to the, um, you know, the top few guys, right, you want to pick the best player available and but also to you want to pick a guy that's healthy, he doesn't have injury history, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Rockies do, but I do expect them to go college route just in you know, kind of like we predicted this year with uh, how they got Chase Dolander and most of the draft picks. As a matter of fact, I don't think the Rockies drafted one single high school. I think it was all college this year. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but I do expect the Rockies do to go uh, college route this, or I should say next year's draft. Um, but you know, that's coming up. And then uh, of course, winter meetings. And that's really when we, kind of expect uh the moves to start happening because over the last few uh weeks we haven't really seen any big if if at all we haven't really seen any uh any free agency signings at all and i think we're just waiting for the uh the uh, winter meetings to start happening but uh for those uh who are listening uh I, I think it's most some of our listeners might've heard of DNVR who they cover the Rockies. They are a Denver based company, sports company. They have their own bar. Uh, shout out to them as well. Uh, Patrick Lyons, He runs the show over there al- along with uh, Susie Hunter. They do an excellent job over there, but.
1: Steven, you cut out. You're on mute.
0: There we go. Okay. Uh, a year ago, uh, I, like I was talking about a year ago, the Rockies made a trade. Uh, they got Nolan Jones from the guardians for Juan Brito. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just like, maybe the Rockies will be active before the winter meetings because we've seen that before. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, you know, maybe the Rockies will be active, but like we mentioned earlier, With the way that, like, and we've talked about this, uh, like, the last week and the weeks before that, you know, to do much this offseason, unless if they make some trades, they might do that. But uh, really, I think the roster, the way things are going, it looks like next year is going to be more of a year uh, to where the Rockies kind of, you know, stick with the roster that they have with the young guys.
1: Yeah. If anything, excuse me, they'll add some pitching depth because as we saw, they had quite a bit of injuries. They're going to need as many as you can as this famous saying goes, you can never have too few, too many arms. Well, they're going to have to stockpile arms because you never know. Hopefully they're, they're blessed with better health than they did last year in 2023. But, You can never predict that. Um, As far as the position players go, as you and I have talked about, they're basically, I think, not going to stand pat. Maybe they'll add a bench piece here and there, somebody in AAA they can call up in case of an injury or lack of performance or for whatever reason they want to change up, shake things up. Uh, But most of the – but pretty much the core is going to stay the same. It's going to be another year of – Hopefully, certain players such as Chris Bryant staying healthy and playing a full season, Brendan mm-hmm. Rodgers, the same Nolan Jones get and Ezekiel Tovar getting a shot to have their sophomore campaign and try and improve on their rookie campaign. Uh, oh, oh same thing with Bretton Doyle, who is coming off the, an, a, a fantastic win as a gold glover. Um, yeah, and also, guess how, we'll see how the playing time and at bats are divvied up to give to. Other guys such as Elias Montero, Hunter Goodman. Uh, what is What? Well, how is Drew going to progress down in Triple? Uh, personally, I think he's going to be a Triple A Albuquerque. That's my opinion. Where he's going to break camp with the team. Here, sorry, he won't break camp with the team. He'll break to go to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be another year of Bud Black and the coaches trying to help figure out, as well as Bill Schmidt in the front office, evaluate and mold this core into the finish into hopefully a finished product that they can add the finishing touches to creating a contending roster after the season. Hopefully fingers crossed. Hopefully that that's where they are at the end of the season.
0: And as we move into our last segment of the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about some news, breaking news tonight uh, out of major league baseball with the awards coming out. Uh, We got the MVP awards. Of course, the other day we had the Cy Young awards. Uh, Blake Snell won the Cy Young award. Not a big surprise there. From the San Diego Padres, I believe that's his second career uh, signing award. Yes, and then it's it's his second. Yes, yeah, and then Garrett Cole, no big surprise. He was arguably, Mm -hmm. if not the best pitcher in baseball this year. Unbelievable year. However, the Yankees did not make the playoffs. Um, But uh, great, great seasons for them. And then, uh, of course, tonight we had the MVP awards announcement. Uh, And like the the first one, the National League, that was one that kind of went season long. There was like a lot of predictions how. Freddie Freeman was going to be in the mix. Mookie Betts, uh, Corbin Carroll was obviously in the mix because of how great of a year he did and how, you know, and especially in the playoffs, he was unbelievable. Uh, Expect, you know, especially in the world series where he really came on and started, you know, doing his thing. And, uh, but really it, it it came down to the biggest player uh, for the Braves. And that was uh, Acuna. And I really, because I remember there was like a big debate, you know, Mookie Betts or Acuna. And I, like I think it was in September when we played the Braves at Coors Field I was like it's got to go to Acuna listen like we played the Dodgers a lot and I don't like the Dodgers but it's just like Acuna man like with the record that he did with stolen bases it's just unbelievable in this guy this guy is really really young it's very impressive of what he's been able to do a franchise altering player and he's going to be there for a long time and you know You know, and it's just unfortunate for him because he, you know, he hasn't been able to win a world series or at least he, you know, he won the world Series in 2021, but you know, he was injured obviously, but I would love to see Acuna like win a world series again, but this time, you know, he would be playing and not injured, but, uh, ultimately it went to Acuna. So happy for him, such a great player. And then, uh, for the American league, you know, it was pretty much unanimous. It was, uh, uh or anonymous i should say uh it was shohei otani uh winning that uh and and it was great to see that uh, his his dog was there with them when Mm -hmm. they announced the award so i thought that was really cool
1: yeah it was also uh acuna 70 stolen bases here another one uh just to kind of under the radar guy who was right behind him as I make sure it's the estuary Ruiz of the Oakland A's had 67. So he just missed the 70 uh, stolen base mark. There were a lot of stolen bases this year. Uh, Corbin Carroll 54, Bobby Wood Jr. of the Kansas City Royals had 49. So definitely you could say there was some more refined strategy as far as the bigger bases and the um, number of times you can throw over with the, with the uh, pitch clock as well. So, I can definitely see it's good to see base runners taking advantage of that because I think stolen bases is quite an a impressive thing if you uh, can get as many as such. Uh, but no, um, as far as these two, it's no, it, to me, it was a no-brainer. I know Mookie Betts is kind of creeping up there uh, right behind Acuna. But with the fact that a man he hit as many home runs as he did and stole as many bases as he did in one single season, you have to give it to him. Not mm-hmm. to mention he had a three thirty seven batting average, and he drove in over 100 runs. And he was... I mean, they were, ho- and not to mention he, his teammates benefited from, it, from Matt Olsen to Ozzy Albie's and Austin Riley, even Michael Harris benefited from that because you know he plays defense, defense right next to uh, Acuna in the outfield. It it was an impressive season so for Acuna. You couldn't say much. He is one of the best players in the world. He's one of the stars of the game. And Shohei Otani. I mean, what more can I say? Even though he got limited towards the end of the season pitching because of his elbow, the man is just incredible. I know generational talent is tossed around a lot. He truly is a unicorn. Mm-hmm. He is the best player in the world and it will be very interesting to see where he goes, if he, what team he goes to, how many rings does he win in his career, how many more MVP awards does he win in his career? Cuz I do believe, you know, all things considered, I think he stays, he keeps on the right track and stays healthy, you know. Knock on wood there. he de- <laughs> I believe firmly he is going to be going to Cooperstown someday and he yeah. will be, he will be ranked among the legends of the game.
0: Mm. Yeah, that man, that, that Braves lineup is so good. I mean, it's just unbelievable top down what, you know, what they've been able to do, of course, this year with the number of wins, unfortunately not, you know, beating the Phillies in the playoffs. But I mean. Man, it's just like that's a scary lineup. It's like, scary. Mm-hmm. like, like the Dodgers this year. They had a bunch of veterans in there, but I mean, that was arguably arguably one of the best, if not the best, lineup I've ever seen in baseball. It's so scary. I mean, I was terrified when they came here to course Field, and of course they swept us. But yeah, I mean, it's, with Acuna, you know, you have like with, with the guys that they have, they just don't have a three or four headed monster. They have like a 11, 10, nine, 11, like headed monster. And, you know, and of course we mentioned uh, earlier when we were, you know, talking about Aaron in the Braves and all that. And it's just like, that team is so darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, again, I wouldn't be shocked if they, uh, you know, go for another world series ring in the next few years. It, it, unfortunately, just, they haven't been able to beat the Phillies. That's one step <laughs> that they have to do is, is to beat the Phillies there. But, uh, Man, they're so good. Um, one thing I actually, one thing I did want to mention is, I don't think we mentioned it last week because of course, when they, the, the finalists were coming out for the uh, nationally rookie of the year voting. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned this. Uh, mm-hmm. So they had the, the rookie of the year voting. And and by the way, obviously no big surprise, Corbin Carroll ran away without Ward uh, in the national league and uh, Gunnar Henderson won it for the Orioles in the American league side. Uh, he's going to be a bright young player as well. Same thing with uh, Carroll, but Nolan Jones of the Rockies did not make the top 3 and you know it's it it it, it kind of surprised me uh, because of how good Nolan was and listen I know some people say well he didn't play a full season he only played like 120 games or something like that where Altman played 100, you know, 50 some games and but still it's mighty impressive to look at the stats and see that Nolan arguably had much better numbers than Altman and played less than Altman did this year. That should give him merit to at least be in the third spot rather than Altman. And I'm not saying that Altman was bad. No, Altman was great this year. Well, at least in some of the numbers, he was pretty, pretty good. But looking at the numbers, Nolan Jones was better than Altman. And even some of the Reds players like Spencer Steer and, and some of those guys, they, they, they kind of deserve to be right behind Nolan Nolan Jones. I almost said Nolan Otto. Um, but they, they deserve to be kind of like up there as well. But I, I really don't get why they put James Altman there at third, you know, if, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do is because of the logo on the cap, very much a big market team. And, uh, and, and I understand with the Kodai Senga and the Corbin Carroll placement, but I just don't get Nolan Jones not being in the top, three. I mean, it's just the way that Nolan had the season and he made some Rockies records this year. And, and, and arguably if he had the, the second half, like he, I mean, if he, if he played uh, in the first half, like he did in the second half, Nolan Jones would probably be an all-star and it's just, it's unfortunate to see that, but uh, I mean, maybe we'll see him uh, have his revenge year in 2024 and kind of get into the MVP conversation there. But I don't know. A part of me feels like no one kind of got uh, balanced from the uh, rookie of the year of finalists voting. I think you're on mute. Hold on.
1: Oh, I'm so, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm oh, you're also, good. My, okay. my apologies. So Are anyway, you? as I was saying, real quick, uh, that was purely political. It was like, as you said, about the logo on the baseball cap. If you yeah. look at baseball reference, James Altman, 3.3 war in 151 games played. Nolan Jones, 4.3 war in 106 games played. Nolan Jones played about 45 games less and he was worth almost a full more a full win more than Outman was. Imagine yeah. if Nolan Jones played 151 games. Just yeah. let uh, let uh, Troy listeners and anybody who hears my voice let that resonate and sit there for just a minute. Especially given that Altman played for a contending team where he was surrounded by quality bats in the lineup from top to bottom. I'm not saying that the Rockies don't have any quality bats others in their lineup, but comparison of the two lineups when you got. The NL West winning Dodgers versus the last place Rockies who lost a hundred, a hundred over a hundred games. Nolan Jones really had no protection, serious protection like Outman did in the lineup. So, yeah, let that resonate there. Nolan, it was a pure political thing. Nolan Jones should have at least finished third. Corbin Carroll was the was the easy favorite there. He should have won. Cota say yeah, uh, Cota Sayenga um, hmm. definitely earned the number two spot, but Nolan should have been third. But either way um guess either way the dodgers once again didn't disappointed even they were the number one seed in the in the national league they disappointed again so i oh, sorry number two seed. excuse me Braves are number one um uh dodgers once again the only world series they have since 1988 is the shortened 2020 season still a world series nonetheless but can't pull it out in 162 games so until you do that you're there's going to be you're still going to have that little asterisk there guys so mickey mouse uh, world series (laughs) you got yeah you guys you guys can spend as much money as you want you can sign shohei but if you do you better win it all because quite frankly if you don't then not only is shohei going to be the best player in the world going to be displeased your fans are going to really seriously start might start rioting because yeah if if i was a dodger fan and you sign guys like freeman And now Shohei and you have all this high payroll and you because winning the NOS for 10 out of 11 years is great. But if you can't, if you only got one ring in those 11 years, then that's a bit of a problem there. Yeah, because at the end of the day, what what counts the ring? What what's all that? What's the, what, the one thing that matters? The ring on the finger. So yeah, ex-
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, looking at the like Stathead baseball, which is a great page. Uh, I found that out mm-hmm. like just recently, and I was like, hey, you know, what? I found these stats, and and actually, I put I put it on Twitter when it came out, and uh, you know, got some likes from that. So to any of those who are listening, thank you. If you if you follow our Twitter page and like that, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm, batting average. Nolan clearly beats him two ninety seven versus two forty eight, um, and then. OPS plus 138 for Nolan, 112 mm-hmm. for, for Altman. OPS 931 for Nolan, 790. I mean, some of these numbers are so blindsided for Nolan. It's just like, I like
1: the big one. Uh, the big one for me is the slugging 437 yeah, to yeah. 5, 4 to 542. Again, course yeah. field effective side regardless, but right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then not only that, but I, okay, I got the games. I actually counted more games than I should have. Nolan only played in 106 games, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. And he was able to nearly beat him in a home. He was only three away from home runs yep. and was only eight behind an RBI. That's incredible. And see, like, I, I, I'm, I feel like a little bit better now, but still I will still stand by this. Nolan was straight up robbed because it's just like you, you cannot almost put a better season when, when a guy basically makes his debut in late May, almost June and really puts up the season. It's almost, it's extremely hard to do. And, and I did see, like, I think I saw the uh, voting numbers and no one barely missed third, but still like he definitely deserved that third place spot. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's arguments that Spencer Steer and, and Matt McClain could have, could have been in that third or fourth spot. Right. I agree, but it just, no one, he, that was his spot.
1: Especially considering, yeah, it's sorry. He was not. I, I want to say he wasn't on anybody's radar as far as to be, have a breakout season, but again, he's there. Needs to be something said for when you perform well on a contending team and when you perform well on a non-contending team. Mm-hmm. Um, when it takes a lot of moxie to get back up every day and go to the ballpark and t- continue to prepare, work hard, and prepare to and go back out there to play a baseball game when there's when you know there's a a lower probability than most to win the game that game tonight not to say they don't that the rockies didn't have a winning mentality let's try and win this baseball game they prepared to win every single game but it's just comparison to the dodgers who had a stronger roster they had a higher probability of winning Mm -hmm. of winning each night
0: yeah one thing for sure is that uh James Altman will not be getting a Christmas card from Nolan Jones this offseason, that's for nah, sure. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> he might get he'll get a congrat he might get a congratulations that they run into each other for maybe. Uh, may, I may mean, yeah, maybe. Well Corbin like Carroll definitely will.
0: <laughs> I'd like to see a uh, a WWE fight between Nolan Jones and Altman. I believe Nolan Jones would probably win that. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I Nolan mean,
1: Jones, the, Nolan Jones, I believe is the bigger man, so
0: and, and the taller man as well. So that, yeah. he has that. So that's for <laughs> that's for certain. Well, um, the bo-
1: well, the bottom. Well, I know that Rockies, Rocky. i uh, sorry, Dodger fans will come at us and say, "Well, guess what? You guys finished last place." This, yeah, that's true. But we're rebuilding, and if you guys want, yeah, uh, are
0: also, well, also but, yeah, <laughs> well, also too, the Dodgers and the Rockies ended up at the end of the season with zero playoff wins. So
1: they they have, have, yeah, yeah, correct, same. the same number of playoff wins. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that yeah, I think that will. Uh, I mean,
1: they might maybe, want to worry about they might want to worry about their own problems. They got bigger problems than trying <laughs> to talk. To, then talk. You, they, you might not want to waste your time talking down to us. You guys got bigger problems.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm interested to see what. I mean, Nolan Jones next year. Watch out. I mean, there's there's always that season or that player that always you know that usually sometimes has their you know sophomore slumps, but. Really, hopefully, knocking on wood, we don't see that from Nolan. But uh, with what we saw this year, I think we're going to see a lot of Nolan Jones and some headlines coming up in the future for Major League Baseball and the Rockies. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, Nolan Jones, he definitely, I think, had a shot to win that war, and I think he definitely deserved some recognition in, in, in that. And it's just kind of hard to believe that there are, there were actually people that were like, who's Nolan Jones? We never heard of this guy. I'm like, are you serious? Um, but. No.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, one more thing. Hopefully next year, base run potential base runners and base dealers Be careful when the ball goes to Nolan Jones in the outfield. Oh yeah, you, can, well, you guys better start paying attention to that part.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna get gunned down by the Jonesy in left field. Because people still haven't learned you don't run on Nolan Jones or Britton Doyle.
1: They maybe he may be a left fielder, but don't test that arm, please. Mm-hmm. It's just ask. Yeah. Just ask Ronald Acuna. He got thrown out at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't test that arm. Anyway. That will conclude this episode of the Rockies Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review all of our social media pages. We love hearing from all of our wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Have a great day, everyone. And as always, go Rockies.